You know, just a handful of days ago, my wife and I uh, made our way out to Phoenix, Arizona to visit uh, some dear friends of ours, uh, Mike and Rosa Stedman. I'll be talking about uh, the Stedman family a little later on in this teaching. But as, I, as we were in Phoenix, uh, we were in a hotel, and I made my way downstairs, I believe it was Tuesday morning. It was very early in the morning, I went to get a cup of coffee, and I noticed something kind of peculiar. There was secret service all over the hotel. As a matter of fact, the hotel was 90% full, which is very unlike COVID-19. Usually things are a ghost town, so it was certainly interesting. What I didn't realize is uh, the President of the United States, President Trump, was actually going to be speaking literally a mile away from where I was staying. He was going to be speaking at the Honeywell facility, a manufacturing plant that was making, that makes the N95 masks. You know, as I began to think about the role and function of the Secret Service, uh, I obviously recognize that they protect uh, the president. But I went on their website and I found this to be interesting about the Secret Service. It says this, that the key mission of the Secret Service is protection. As such, agents, Secret Service agents, are trained to make sure the president and the other people they protect are safe at all times, including in situations that may be dangerous or even life-threatening. The website continues with the descriptor. It says, Secret Service executes security operations that deter, minimize, and decisively respond to identified threats and vulnerabilities. You know, when we think about that kind of tongue-in-cheek here, it sounds a lot like a mom, what a mom does, right, on this Mother's Day. You're always protecting and looking out and looking for things that might anticipate some of the dangers that could happen to your children. So with that in view, I wanted to welcome you to Mother's Day 2020, at least uh, virtually. Our text this morning is actually found at a 2 Corinthians 520. I'm just going to do the best I can to exegete that text for the church family. I also would like to take the time to uh, just say Happy Mother's Day to my mom and Happy Mother's Day to Jessica, my mother-in-law, Louise's mom. Um, I want to say Happy Mother's Day to my mom. And of course, I want to say Happy Mother's Day uh, to Miss Faye. She's like my mom. Matter of fact, Miss Faye, actually, I heard a rumor that she actually just got keys to her new home. So praise the Lord for that. Miss, Miss Faye, we rejoice with you. So the sermon title this morning, again, Mother's Day, is, is titled, The Mission of Motherhood. Let me say that again, The Mission of Motherhood. So where are we going today? I'm really going to cover three points. The first point is going to be reporting for the mission. We're going to talk about a mother, if you will, in this context, reporting for the mission. Number two, we're going to talk about staying on mission. And then number three, finishing the mission. Allow me to read to you uh, our verse for today. It's found out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, and I'll be reading out of the CSB. Here's what God's word says. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So point number one is reporting for the mission. So you might be asking, what is the mission? Mom, what is the mission? And what are you reporting for and to? 
Well, it's as simple as this. It's found for us in the text before us that you are reporting to, for the mission of being ambassadors for Christ. You know, if we look at the definition for ambassador, not necessarily the Lord's ambassador, but just a general descriptor of ambassador, it says this, the job of an ambassador is to represent someone or something. Everything this ambassador does and says must intentionally represent a leader who isn't physically present. For example, you might be thinking of maybe Nikki Haley, who was formerly the America, America's ambassador to the United Nations. You may have noticed that it was entrusted to her to represent the president and his agenda. He may not have been in those meetings, but he would trust his ambassador, which in this case would be Nikki Haley, and then she would do her job and then report back uh, to the president. But an ambassador as we know, is always on call. You know, moms, your lives are a lot like that. You are always on call. But mothers, I want to encourage you. You represent Christ. You represent the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's who you are an ambassador to, as we are to as men. But I'm trying to make this specific for you this morning. You see, everything that a mother does... Everything a mother does when they are reporting for mission and they're being ambassadors for Christ, everything you do is of the highest level of importance because of the king that you represent. Motherhood is a high calling. And it's certainly, as you know, it's not a part-time calling. Uh, motherhood, you could say it's a lifestyle. Moms represent God's purposes to the children that are entrusted to her care. I like what Gloria Furman says, the author, as she gives a descriptor about motherhood. Let me read this to you. Motherhood is for his purposes in the world. God designed his creation to praise him, and his creation of motherhood is no exception. This is the point of motherhood, to be part of his work of making disciples through us. And because motherhood is about discipleship making, all women, not just mothers, all women are included in this glorious work. I quote Gloria Furman. Motherhood is a part of God's mission of redemption. Point number two is staying on mission. Again, let me go back to the text. It says, therefore, we, moms, you are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. You see, in this text, God is saying something to us. He's saying God is making his appeal through us. I want to make it special for the ladies. Let me say it again. Ladies, moms, God is making his appeal through you. Moms, because God has chosen to make you his ambassador, you are to make his appeal for the hearts of your children. The appeal is for the follower of Christ to continue the gospel message that was previously preached. 
You know, the context of 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 5, if we look at that context, obviously, it's not just talking uh, uh, to women. Uh, the apostle in the proper context, he, he's actually going from place to place and he's preaching the gospel to those who need to be reconciled to God. You know, sometimes uh, moms are knocked out of gospel commission. They're, they're knocked out of the race. And, and here are two reasons why we can get knocked down. And even though our children were to be ambassadors for them that were to appeal and plead for their salvation uh, in prayer and, and plead for our kids, sometimes we get knocked out of commission. And I want to give you two reasons why that happens. There are many, but just allow me to give you two. Uh, the first one I would share would be mom guilt. Do you know what mom guilt means? A lot of guys don't know what that is, but all you moms know exactly what it'd be. And the second one would be misplaced expectations. Uh, let, me, let me get into a little bit more detail uh, with mom guilt. Uh, a mom guilt would be something like this. You know, your child may have an illness and, and you were slow to detect it, you know, or, or your son might have a learning problem for, for years before you, you figure it out or you realize it. Or maybe your daughter might complain about kids in school picking on her and you kind of disregard it and you kind of tell her, just, just get over it. And then one day she comes home in tears as she's been bullied and afraid to go back to school. You know, the mom, the mom guilt really kicks in when stuff like that happens. Whatever the circumstances are, we know that feeling of guilt. Moms, you know that feeling of guilt when your children are hurt or they're wounded. You feel responsible. You can't stop thinking about how bad the situation could have been. Even when it's bad, you know it probably could have been worse. And then we say things like, I vow never let this happen in the future, but the guilt begins to weigh us down. That How could I allow this to happen? Mom guilt. Or what about this one, misplaced expectations? Maybe this happens when you're, you got five minutes in your day and you're scrolling through social media. I mean, what else are you going to do with five minutes? There's not much time. And as you go through social media, you notice that nice, neat little family. They're sitting up on a haystack and they, they're taking that perfect picture. And to you, in your mind's eye, compared to your kids, you're saying, man, they just look so civil, these kids. Their, their mouths are clean and they're smiling. They seem to really be, enjoy, they seem to be enjoying this photo shoot. You know they're not. Imagine what had to happen to get them like that. But in your moment of despair or frustration, you think that. Or maybe it's that week talking about misplaced expectations when, or that week when you felt as, as if you wanted to give, your, give yourself a mommy gold star. You know, we think that sometimes, right, ladies? I, I want to give myself a, good, a gold star. Good things have happened this week. I was organized. You got things done. You even invested what you would consider to be quality time with each of your kids. And you have now begun to work out after this great week where you were on top of things that the kids, they hardly even noticed. And you feel underappreciated. You know, my wife Louise and I have been married for nearly 30 years, and we have four children. Three of them have already, they're already been married off, uh, if you will. But you know, as I think about all of the kids, I actually don't remember a time when one of the kids came home from school and said something like this. You know, Mom, uh, I was in sixth period today, and I was thinking about you, and I was thinking about how 
my socks and underwear always seemed to land in that same drawer just about every day. And mom, I know that was you and I just wanted to say thank you. I never remember any of the kids saying that. Or what about this one? You know, mom, I was out with my friends today and I thought about God's word and how we are to serve one another. And mom, as I reflected on God's word, I thought about you. You are God's servant and you've been faithful to our family. And I just want to say thank you. You encourage me to be just like Jesus. Not one has ever said that to us. Moms, it's certainly good to be appreciated. However, don't expect that your child will express, express uh, appreciation uh, naturally. To be honest with you, it's natural to be selfish and unnatural to be selfless. Hence why kids need Christ. They need to be reconciled to Christ and they need to mature in Christ. Let's be really candid. Your sacrifice, moms, will go unnoticed, at least most of the time. Your heart, because of that, is going to be tempted to be discouraged. You may have to wrestle at times with thoughts and of, of discouragement, maybe even bitterness and anger as you lay down your life for others and you feel like you're unappreciated. This is why we must see motherhood as a mission from God. Remember, again, I'm going to quote the last half of a quote I've already quoted, but I think it's applicable. This is the point of motherhood, to be part of his work of making disciples. Did you hear that, Mom? This is part of his work, by making disciples through us or through you, Mom. And because motherhood is about discipleship making, all women are included in this glorious work. You see, we stay on mission by understanding that we are ambassadors of Christ to our children. Our goal in motherhood is to bring glory to God. Our goal in motherhood is to make disciples of our children, knowing that we must first appeal to God for their salvation, knowing that our Lord is indeed mighty to save. Moms, I want you to think about something. I read it someplace, but I thought it was helpful. You are the look of God's face to your children. You are the touch of his hand, and you are the tone of his voice. You represent Christ. And, and as we represent Christ, we're to represent him well, knowing that we are his ambassadors. Uh, point number three is finishing the mission. You know, one day, the mission that you are called to mom, it's going to be finished. It's going to be completed. There is an end date to every person's mission, including yours. You know, Proverbs 27, 1 tells us this. It says, do not boast about tomorrow. Mamas, dads, everybody that's listening, don't boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Again, Proverbs 27, 1. You see, it's natural for, for us to talk about tomorrow. It's natural for us to talk about those things that we've planned, but we don't know if tomorrow is going to even come for us. As a matter of fact, Hebrews 9.27 continues to illuminate that point. As it says, we do not know. We, we, we do know, I'm sorry, we do know that everyone has a day appointed unto death, and that judgment will follow. 
So this side of the grave, brothers and sisters, we must be sure that we are reconciled to God. We must be sure that we belong to God. You know, this week, those verses that I just got done reading just jumped right off the pages of Scripture, and it hit me right in the mouth. I'd like to explain it to you. A couple of days ago, a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, uh, Mike Stedman, who's married to Rosa, he made contact with Louise and I, and he let me know that his wife of nearly 30 years is coming to, coming to the end of her courageous battle with Lou Gehrig's disease. Rosa, who many of you actually know, you affectionately call her Mama Rosa, and so do we. You know, Mama Rosa, I guess I could say it this way, is nearing the finish line of her mission. If you've had the privilege to spend any amount of time with Rosa, you would know that she's the epitome of what it looks like to be a servant. She's also an encourager, a Barnabas, if you will. And I know that in my own personal life, she always seemed to have a word in season to buoy up my spirits. She always seemed to hit me at the right time when at times my heart would be weary. You know, my entire family knows this to be true. They know it firsthand. You know, Rosa was one of those church members who was very careful not to add anything to my plate. She was very quick to take things away from our plate. I can tell you countless times where she would make a couple of homemade meals per week and give it to our family. I could tell you how countless times that she was always one of the first to raise her hand and said, count me in. She would serve not just me, but my wife faithfully. And I know many of you have the exact same story of Rosa. You know, however, there were things that she was not shy to ask about, and I'd like to share some of that with you. She was never shy to ask for prayer for her four children, Dee, Sarah, John, and little Julia, who's not little anymore. It was always my joy. I was always excited that I could actually do something for Rosa, and that was usually to pray for her kids, and I would enjoy doing that when called upon. You know, as Rosa and I, as I had this visit with Rosa just a couple of days ago, I actually, Louise and I went to their home, me, Louise, and my youngest daughter, Faith. We were in her home, and I asked her, Rosa, how I could bless her, how could I could be there for her during this time. She gave me the following scripture, and I want you to lean in and hear the scripture that Rosa gave to me. It says this out of 3 John 1, 4. I have no greater joy than this, to hear that my children are walking in the truth. How precious is that verse. I can't wait to share a little bit more with you about that. You see, Rosa is a mom who's just about ready to finish her race. But Rosa was not 100% certain if all of her children were walking in the truth. So Louise and I grabbed her hand and we prayed. We prayed that Dee, Sarah, John, and Julia would, in fact, walk in the truth. We prayed in the spirit of 2 Corinthians 5.20, as it says, Therefore, we are ambassadors 
for Christ. You know, in this context, Rosa is an ambassador for Christ still. I'm an ambassador for Christ. Louise is an ambassador for Christ. We're leaning in to be ambassadors for Christ. And since God is making his appeal through Mama Rosa, through us, we are pleading on Christ's behalf that her children would be reconciled to God. How precious it is to have a heart of a mama and a heart of a mama that loves Christ. As Rosa and I continue to talk, she had, of course, had several things that she wanted to talk about. And this is over the course of a couple of conversations. She uh, had mentioned that there were certainly some things that she would do different as she raised her kids. And of course, all of us would say, there's certain things I would, I would do different. We all learn, we all grow. And she had some of those moments. But I was given the opportunity to encourage Rosa. And I let her know that each of her children were brought up in the church. They were faithful to have their children in church just about every Sunday. And every one of her children, Dee, uh, John, uh, Julia, Sarah, each one of those children uh, heard the gospel. They were able to bear witness to watch mom and dad faithfully serve. serve. They witnessed the generosity of both mom and dad. Both Mike and Rosa were faithful and their children witnessed that. So with that, moms, I appeal to you. I appeal to you to understand that you are and always will be an ambassador of Christ to your children. That you are to understand that you have a mission and that one day, just like Rosa, you will finish your earthly mission. To our beloved Rosa, I want to speak to you personally just for a moment. You did not waste your life. You lived your life to the glory of God. You lived for him, not perfectly, but you lived for him. It could be said of you, Rosa, that you fought the good fight. It could be said of you, Rosa, that you finished the race, that you have kept the faith. Scripture says to us that henceforth there is laid up for you, Rosa, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award you, Rosa, on that day. And not only you, but to all those who have loved his appearing. I want to speak to some of you who may have wandered away from the faith. Maybe the prodigals. I want to speak to some of you who have yet to ever fully trust and surrender to Christ, that you've never bent your knee to him today. On this day, I beg you, I implore you to repent and trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For those of you who have a mother like Rosa I exhort you out of the word of God, as it says in Proverbs 1, 7 through 9. My children, listen to your father. Listen, listen when your father corrects you. And don't neglect your mother's instruction. What you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. 
As I opened this morning, I talked to you about the, the secret service. And the secret service are indeed trained to protect uh, the president. That's their mission. That's what they do. They are trained to even take a bullet for the president. On March 30th, 1981, Secret Service agent Tim McCarthy, he stepped in front of a bullet to protect the then president, Ronald Reagan. In doing so, as he literally stepped in front of a bullet, he knew what he was doing. He was shot in the stomach. Tim McCarthy did what he was trained to do. He was willing to lay down his life for another as our mission here on earth ends, one day it'll end. Let that be said of you. Let it be said of you when you breathe your last and your friends and your family celebrate your life. Let it be said that he or she, you, put your name in there, that you laid down your life for others. You see, brothers and sisters, Christ is worthy of our life. So I share with Rosa and all moms that are listening, I pray for some of you that your prodigal would come home. I know that some of you have a heavy heart today. I pray that today would be the day of salvation for some of your children. I pray that as the text said, that they would be reconciled back to God, that through the proclamation of the gospel, that your son or daughter would know Christ. And then as you put your head on your pillow, you could have that joy of knowing that your children are walking in the light, that they've trusted Christ as their Lord and Savior. What a Mother's Day gift that would be, huh? God bless you, church. I love you.